0: Well, folks, it's that depressing time of the year, and I only say that because, look, the Super Bowl is on Sunday. It was great. The Rams won the game, but it's the offseason now. But with the offseason comes a few things. One, hypothetical what-ifs that I love to hate, but I hate, um, hate to love come into play. Two, draft talk. Everyone loves draft talk. Three, free agency talk. And four, just general nonsense about what you think your team is going to do for the next season. And who better to talk that with than... YWC Talk Original Big Rat Three Ten. It is I. It is him, the kid. We're in the building. You know what it is. How How are we feeling? How How do we uh, think of the game on Sunday night?
1: It was good. You know, like it wasn't. We don't have to come up with declarative statements like it was one of the best Super Bowls or one of the worst or anything. It was a good Super Bowl, good clean Super Bowl, and we don't get that every year. So, no, I was I was happy with it.
0: Exactly. It was like a good good Super Bowl. Really good halftime show. Um, yeah. Ending, little suspect. I'm going to put the banner up right now because obviously that's what we're here to talk about. This is Super Bowl. Um, but I just I just hated how – I only say bad ending because I hated how so many times throughout so many games that I watched this season, you'd see the refs, you know, last two minutes, you let them play. But then in the biggest game of the year, Ronald Torbert's crew decides just to say, you know what, fuck it, and just start throwing the flags.
1: Yeah, it's unfortunate. I believe Ron Tolbert's the guy who, uh, who took back uh, Robert Hunt's a uh, touchdown against the Ravens on Thursday. Yes, I
0: believe back. it was. I believe he was.
1: I believe he was. So he threw a flag then, but he didn't throw it for most of this Super Bowl. That was annoying. Uh, yeah, so the it – was, it was frustrating. I'm sure if you're a Bengals fan, it's upsetting. Like, I don't think that was holding on Logan Wilson, and that gave the Rams – I mean, I think the Rams – I mean, we know the Rams would have gone for it. I mean, at least I think they would have. They they could have gotten very conservative and kicked the field goal there on, on fourth and goal and tried to get a stop, but I – I don't know. I think the right thing to do there would have been to go for it on fourth down and then hope you get a punt. So there would have been another down in the game, but certainly third and goal, you get a stop. You feel like you're very close to maybe winning the Super Bowl. and Then you see the flag come up on a very iffy call. And to your point, when a player thinks the whole game and I was I was saying this during the Super Bowl to my friends because they weren't calling anything. I was you should more chances. You should hold more often, be more aggressive because that's the kind of game you're in. You're going to get away with it more often. And unfortunately, then they kind of reversed back on that course late in the game. But as we know, in my opinion at least, the, the Ramsey touchdown of T. Higgins was a horrible call. Like I, I don't think you let that go even in the Super Bowl. Like I think it was that clear. And I think as a result, uh, the Bengals getting fucked at the end there with the Logan Wilson holding on third and goal, I think was kind of a make good in a way. And it was a lot of flags to be fair to Bengals fans. It was a lot of flags in a very short period of time. So I can see how that's kind of frustrating and maybe outweighs. Um But I thought overall, you know, all things considered, I don't think the refs were like the story, even though certainly it's probably annoying
0: that they made, made their emphasis known in the red zone late in the game. Yeah. That's my big thing too. Like, look, I, I, that's all I'm saying. Like I would have liked it if they put the flags away, but I kind of get it where sometimes, yeah, you have to do the makeup calls. Um, I know you're not too familiar with the NHL, but there was a ref on Mike last year, Hot Mike, who basically admitted to it, hey, look, one team got a penalty, so I got to make it up and give another team a penalty. Oh, wow. He was he was going to retire anyway, but he was kind of, like, forced into an early retirement because of it. So I I do get that. But, no, all, all in all, like, there was no complaints about this game. It wasn't a boring Super Bowl, lower scoring than I thought. But for the most part, like, look, it was, it was a good, clean game of football. Nothing – Nothing crazy happened. Unfortunately, OBJ has a torn ACL. But besides that, look, I said this going into the game. I was happy for whoever was going to win it, and I'm happy that Matt Stafford got his first.
1: Yeah, I'm happy, and I'm happy for a lot of guys on that. I normally root for the underdog, like most fans probably do. Yeah. But this was a rare exception where I mean, I was I, like you. I would still would have been happy either way. But the Rams. The cool part about this favorite winning is that the Rams have a lot of. They have a lot of guys who like you know, are near the end of their careers and deserve the ring. Like, it was Andrew Whitworth's last chance. It was Eric Weddle's last chance. We don't know if we – I mean, maybe now things change with the 20 CL, but we didn't know if OBJ was going to even be back on the ramp. So it might have been his last chance, you know. Even guys like Aaron – and obviously we heard during the game that Aaron Donald was considering retirement if they won. But even before you knew that, how many more chances at the Super Bowl was Aaron Donald going to get? How many more chances was Matt Stafford going to get? I understand Stafford's only 34, but as we talked about ad nauseum, it's hard to get back. You know, Dan Marino, this is to Joe Bur- to unfortunately for Joe Burrow, like everyone's saying, oh, Burrow's got time, he'll be back. Everyone knows that's what they said about Marino. It was Marino's second season, they made the Super Bowl, and everyone said the same thing. He's only 23 years old, like he's got his whole career ahead of him, he'll probably be back. Never came back. So because the Bengals are such a young team, whereas the Rams had a lot of guys who you felt like, could be in the hall of fame and really did deserve a ring. And it was really nice to see like five of those guys get a ring, you know? So that was, that was pretty cool.
0: Um, and also, I want to bring this up because there's a guy involved in Patriots, Twitter's name's uh, McGarvin. And it just is L next to his name. And he says, the idea that in Bretton quotes, they'll be back is nothing more than a coping mechanism. Chances are they won't be back for a hot minute. It's that rare. So it, and there's also some other stuff too, about the um, pa- uh, Patriots twists I can put on that, but I'll do that later. But out of any sport, I feel like the NFL, you can always say it, oh, they'll be back. I feel like Kansas City, too, they said that last year where it's like, yeah. oh, hey, they'll, they'll be back in the Super Bowl. Look, they obviously lost the AFC Championship game. There's just so many of these teams where it's like, oh, look, they'll be back. Even, too, I now know it's been official since you were last on, but Tom Brady's retirement how, look, you were right once again where you always said this. You were like, whenever Brady has a team that's hot, you expect him to be in the Championship game, he's not there. That's what happened this year. Um And even still going back to all his Patriots days, too, with all his Patriots teams, where it's like, hey, yeah, oh, he's going to be there. No, he doesn't get there, or he didn't get it in the case of 2018. But, um, no, I completely agree with that tweet. Um, The only Patriots twist I'm going to put on it is I think you have to really respect Joe Tooney's game in Super Bowl 53, considering Aaron Donald was pretty much neutralized the entire time. And considering Sunday, when it came time to turn on the Jets, he turned on the Jets. Um, I'm happy for him and Andrew Whitworth. I don't also know if you saw us, but his PFF grades came through today. Um, I'm just gonna pull my phone again because it was there were his grades were incredible in this game. Um, yeah, I believe
1: I believe Donald. I believe PFF said Donald had the most pressures uh, by a defensive lineman that they've recorded since 2006 in a Super Bowl. And like, even though I think he only had, I don't know if he had two sacks or three. But he had, like, eight near sacks. And if you were just watching the game, like, he was – even before that last play, he was just constantly penetrating the pocket. And him and – man, when when they run those stunts where Von, Mitt, where Aaron Donald uh, cuts to the outside and Von Miller goes in on the inside, like, that's just a fucking nightmare to deal with. Like, it's, it's no wonder their pass rush was so good throughout the
0: playoffs. Leonard Floyd, too, had a great yeah. game. He missed to get the quarterback. But with Andrew Whitworth uh, – this is from Doug Kyatt, former Patriots writer, current PFF reporter – uh, Rams left tackle and Walter Payne, Man of the Year Andrew Whitworth in the game. He had an eighty three point eight, he had an eighty three point three grade from PFF. Zero sacks, zero hits, zero hurries in his, in the last game of his career. Can you imagine? That's like I know he's had one of the more quieter careers, but he's a guy that like when you look at it, he will be in Canton one day.
1: Yeah, I think, and this this could be the difference for Weddle too. Like younger listeners may not remember, but Eric Weddle was in the league since two thousand seven. Like he was on the yeah. Philip Rivers Chargers teams that were making playoff runs and he was for a long time viewed as like the best safety in football and this little run where he was playing a lot and making plays there's a video on the internet of him making a tackle with one hand because he tore his peck during the game like I think and he, he and like Kyle Shanahan credited him for blowing up one drive in the Niners game that drive where they punted on fourth and one he yeah. blamed it on Weddle breaking up a play on second and one that forced them into the third and one juice check thing that got stuffed and then fourth and one, they punted with the lead. And uh, so Weddle, like, th- this could be the difference for him, too. It really could.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, the other thing, too, is um, he was already going to be in the Hall of Fame, but I feel like this is just another notch in Aaron Donald's belt. Obviously, he's got all the Player of the Year awards. He's, like, accomplished. I'm not saying, oh, he wasn't going to be a Hall of Famer without a Super Bowl. It's just, like, yeah. you know, like that extra accolade. My only concern right now is, and I've been seeing this a lot, where does this leave Matt Stafford? Yeah, so I – I think, Look, I'm not, I'm not a Hall
1: of Fame prude. Like, if, you know, like, I, I understand wanting to give more people that accolade. But I do kind of sympathize with Richard Sherman a little bit. And as a Dolphin fan, my precious Zach Thomas, the first Dolphin player I ever really grew up to love, been first-team All-Pro five times, five times first-team All-Pro, and he still can't get in. And Matthew Stafford with zero first-team All-Pros, with one Pro Bowl, less Pro Bowls than Andy Dalton. He gets to get in because he won a Super Bowl. I and obviously Stafford's better than Dalton, but I just think it's tough. I think there's a lot of guys ahead of him. I'm fine with him being considered under two conditions: one, he has to keep doing what he did this year for a few more years. I don't think one year of that is enough. And two, and he doesn't have to win the Super Bowl every year, but he has to like be in the mix, be in
0: relatively competitive. Yes,
1: yes, and playing well, not throwing as many picks, and. But my thing is, he should not go in before Phillip Rivers. And in my opinion, I don't think he should go in before Matt Ryan. I think Matt Ryan made a Super Bowl as well. He played better in the Super Bowl, even though he lost. And won, an won, won an MVP, too. Won an MVP, won a first-team All-Pro that year he won MVP. I think him and Stafford were similar throughout their careers. But I, in my opinion, Ryan was always a little bit better. And Ryan has the MVP. He has more Pro Bowls and he made the Super Bowl as well. I think it's unfair that Stafford gets in and Ryan doesn't just because Stafford won the game and Ryan lost it, despite Ryan being a little bit better than him for the majority of his career. So as long as Ryan and Phillip Rivers get in
0: first, then we can talk, we can discuss it if Stafford continues forward. But I'm not going to be happy with him getting in over those guys. Exactly. And as always on YWC Talk, there's always surprises. There's always something to expect. And what's to expect? But our third guest of the evening now joining us, Hey! I,
2: I I didn't see that link until like about five <laughs> minutes ago.
0: It's all good. It's all good. I like to record on here now just because I get to do more features. Like you see the like the little screen behind you with the logo and everything and
2: it, stuff. Excuse the wild mess behind y'all. Excuse right? all this shit.
0: Oh, believe me, I <laughs> had to clean up. I, I clean up my bed, entire bed before because I didn't want it to be in a mess either. Um, uh, folks, all right. So are, what are we talking
2: about? What, what I'm mean? we're
0: just ra- um. So we just wrapped up the game what a little like- bit, but we were talking about right now. What do you think, Matt Stafford? Is Matt Stafford worthy of being a Hall of Famer at the current moment?
2: I mean, I, in my personal Hall of Fame, no. Um, but he'll probably get in. Like yeah. you, you got to look at like his his accomplishments. I think it would keep him of the Hall. Like the numbers are all there because he played in a system where he threw a bunch of passes. He was never bad. He was always. You know, solid at most. He had the yard. The counting stats are all there, but if you look at level of greatness, like the way we looked at Stafford, it's very revisionist to put him in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Just in my opinion. But you know, still, like all the if he gets in, I'll be happy for him. But like, he wouldn't be in mine, though, no. not at all.
0: Yeah, no, I mean that makes a lot of sense. I just wanted to ask that because like we were saying too, how we think like Andrew Whitworth is going to get in. Aaron Donald definitely. It was just like another notch on his belt. Eric, yeah, too. Aaron
2: Donald. First ballot. Easy. Hundred percent
0: first ballot. Imagine you know, next if he does, to, re, imagine if he what? retires this year though. Imagine if he retires this year, you're gonna have Ben Brady, Brady. Donald.
2: Yeah, it's crazy. That's crazy. I
0: didn't mean to cut yeah. you off there, my bad. I said,
2: my bad. But 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 I, I was saying, like, uh, other than Donald, what you got in terms of just defensive players, like Lawrence Taylor's ahead of him. I would say like Reggie White's ahead of him. Yeah. Uh I would order I, I'd probably put like Dion ahead of him, Ed Reed ahead of him, and then after that, like who can you definitively say is like better than them? You know what I mean? So yeah, first validated
1: easy? I'd put i yeah. put him ahead of Ray, yeah i put him ahead of Ray Lewis. I know they play very different
2: positions, but yeah, yeah, yeah. In terms of because it was a point in time where Ray was just like he's a solid. Like the last yeah. like three four years, he's a solid. Donalds came in as a rookie. And been the best defensive player in the league every year. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, my other thing too, and I love the Ed Reed mention. And I know this is just not going to homerish on my part, but you know Ed Reed is good when Bill Belichick explicitly schemed around him.
2: Like his, a lot of people like what I did this with uh, uh, my girlfriend, her um, her her son's uncle, whatever that would make him, uh. We were talking about like different like Hall of Famers and stuff like that, and he was like, "I was like Ed Reed, easy Hall of Famer." He's like, "What are you talking about?" And I was like, "Man, let's look at his numbers. Like, do y'all realize like his his like his points like against differential from him being on the field, Tim not being on the field? It's like it's like ten it's like ten more points. That's crazy. Let's cr- fuck that guy. But that's yeah. Hey, now yeah. don't disrespect. Uh, we, he,
1: tortured, he tortured he tortured his dude. hokey his precious Hokies for. Four years, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: oh, and then with MVP, I was saying after the touchdown, basically won the game, that it did belong to Cup. I think if Stafford had not thrown those two picks, I think it could have been him. But I think just the pick set aside, and I know Aaron Donald made the plays that stopped. Yeah,
2: the he game would. Out. Yeah, I, I was a little upset he didn't win. Who? I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I, I was like, yo, from the third quarter on, he was the best player on the field by a lot. Well, like, okay. he sealed the game too. Apparently,
1: from I don't know how confirmed this is, but they say I don't buy they voted before the two minute thing because if that was true, I don't know if they would have voted for Cup in the first place. But it's very possible that votes were done before Donald made that last play, which might really have. I got, I got Yeah. It.
2: Now, the Cooper Cup though is their most valuable player. He has yeah, been all
1: year. If if you saw, yeah, no, on that drive, that, that drive, it wasn't just that he was in first getting first down that drive. He had the fourth down conversion, which was a rush. It wasn't even a pass from Stafford, and he was drawing all those flags. I I can't remember a drive so concentrated around one player, like it, like you didn't see Cup, and then you throw targets to Acres and targets to Henderson and targets that like it was him.
2: He yeah, it was just him drive. the whole time. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's that's
1: why I say. You Odell
2: going down like yeah okay never mind it was Cup now I think about it because Odell went down and. You know, you knew who the target was. The whole game. Odell, Odell,
1: Odell could have stolen it if he didn't get hurt. Unfortunately, yeah,
2: because yeah, he—that he he, was not a fine hour for Jalen Ramsey was bailed out by everyone because that's his worst game, maybe that I've ever seen this dude play. And this goes back to college. To so like, bro, he he got on the biggest stage imaginable and laid the biggest egg I've ever seen. Like I was mm-hmm. like, bro, you getting killed? You getting killed out here, brother? And he, I, he apparently got roasted
1: on the he apparently got roasted on the very last play too. Uh but Burrow got sacked by Donald. He
0: couldn't throw it to Chase. <laughs> burnt in deep. Yeah, like even though there was the penalty, we could we were talking about this earlier, Martin, but there was that one penalty that you could have called against Higgins. Like even still that play app you like that's the thing with Ramsey, he can make these incredible defensive plays, but like the Mike Evans one against uh Tampa and then the yeah. T Higgins one. When he's beat, no. he just stops trying. He doesn't even try to run the guy down. Yeah, it's, it's like, over.
2: It's a wrap, and yeah. yeah, he'll stop. He he's always been that way.
0: Yeah, exactly. And um, then the only thing too that to add on to the Bengals, like like we were saying earlier, it is hard to get back. But I still think this is going to be a team that I don't want to say force, but they can. I think they'll still be competitive as long as they address their needs. Mainly, look, there's a uh, definitely a question mark in the defensive backfield, but you got to beef up the offensive line. What better draft to do it than this year's?
2: Yes, and I agree with you, but I also disagree. Oh. I agree because they have been bad more than they've been good, but they've shown they can be good. So, like, yeah. like I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. Like, while I agree, they've played well at times. One Often. Yeah, like, it's, I, I, don't it I, I don't know what it is. I don't I know what it is. I don't know if it's like- personnel or coaching. I don't know.
0: I feel like their goods really good, but their bads really bad.
2: Yeah, like there's no middle ground. There's, there's yeah, no middle ground.
1: Yeah, they're they're young too. Like they, you know, with the exception of Riley Reiff, a lot of those guys are like rookies or second year players. Maybe it's the thing yeah. kind of where they get better organically, and not. I could be wrong. Markham would know better than me because I don't quite remember this from Burrow in college. But the way he at least, at least the way he plays in the NFL, kind of like Russell Wilson, it seems like he maybe is the type that's gonna be like a highly set quarterback for most of his career. Like
2: always looking for the he, Yeah, there were stretches where he were getting he was getting hit a lot. Like he didn't take a lot of sacks because the weapons around him. Yeah. But like he he got hit a lot. There were times where he was getting beat up. Yeah.
0: I feel like too, it's it's either he's getting the ball quickly or he's getting his ass put on the ground.
2: Or cause he's going for the like a
0: yeah. shot. Just a no. snap.
2: Look, man, I love Joe Burrow, but I'm I'm still not ready to crown him. I'm just not. Yeah. Like it, I don't I don't I'm just not ready to do that. I'm not I feel like you. Remember how you felt about Josh Allen kid? I was like, man, I, I just I just need to see it more. And I saw it in college. I saw yeah. it this year, you know what I mean? But I don't know. Like I don't I don't know. I think and I, I also think
1: and that was one of my satisfactions of the Super Bowl. I think after the after the AFC title game, even though it was clear to me, you and everyone, the AFC title game and the Titans game, they were winning mainly because of their defense. Their defense destroyed my boy yeah. Tannehill. And they shut down Mahomes like we've never seen Mahomes be shut down for an entire half. And I was talking to Danny after the title game, and I was like, I'm frustrated the defense isn't getting more credit. And he told me, well, look, once we get closer to the game, I think they'll start getting the recognition they deserve. But even still, closer to the game, it was all about – Yeah, I I still don't think
2: it happened. Yeah,
1: Yeah. and it was very like – it was very Brady-esque, and not in the sense that he didn't play well because he did. It's just that he wasn't really the story of that run, yet he – Got all the oxygen and all the attention for an offense that was scoring like twenty points every game in the playoffs, while their defense. Yeah, like he was.
2: He's been fine this whole run. He's been fine. Like he's been. It's been fine. I think he will be great. I, I do think that, but I still need to see it a little more.
0: I I, I agree with that. I agree with that. I'm, it's like I feel like his season now is kind of like how a lot of people were viewing, you know, Justin Herbert, where it's like after twenty twenty was like, okay, you did this. Now we want to see you do this and then some more,
2: you know? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I just like, I just need to see him continuously improve before I'm willing to go. Yeah, also, he's one of the next yeah. great ones.
1: And and coming look and the Ravens, look, the Ravens had a lot of problems. Maybe it's fair to say the Bengals were still a better team, but the Ravens had all these injuries. They were still first in that division before Lamar got hurt, and then they lost five straight games. And now next point. and now next year. Lamar's back. The running backs are back. All their cornerbacks that tore their ACLs are back. Like, Bengals have to get out of their own division. Yeah, who
2: say they even? Yeah, who say? Yeah, who says they even make the playoffs? That's a good point.
0: Exactly. Um, my only thing is to I think they can just because we don't know what exactly the Browns and the Steelers are going to be. But look, I know next season's far, long, long ways away. But there are some Super Bowl odds that are already out that are kind of sneaky good. Some I agree with. Some that I don't. But the one that I like and it's the team that Big Rat mentioned. Is Baltimore at plus 2,000 right now to win?
2: Yeah, if if healthy, yeah. If healthy.
0: That's yeah. a big question, Mark, but still if like look, they lost what was it, Gus Edwards and JK Dobbins, Marcus Peters, uh, Marlon Humphrey, Derek Wolf, LJ Fort. Both their safeties. Yeah, they they, they got
2: destroyed. Yeah. I'd tell you who I'm 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 not hot on at all. Like, can we just be honest about the Browns now? Can we just do it yeah. now? Well, they're, they're still they're still the Browns. Can can we you know, can we do well, it? Especially if they don't if they're it
1: looks like they're not going to pursue they're not going to be in the market for one of those top quarterbacks that are available. And if that's the case, then it's just like yeah, like there's not a whole lot to get excited about there. Look,
2: look, and and I and I, you know I'm always like we need to cut guys slack if they're hurt. I've always been that guy. Kid knows that. I, yeah. I've always been that guy. But. Baker Mayfield is not good. Can we just can we finally get to the point where we just say this guy is not good? I, I, wanna, yes, I want to and I I wanted on the record. Me and Markeem were doing a
1: YouTube take back in 2017 when Baker was winning the Heisman, and Markeem was saying a lot of this shit back then that no one was saying. Saying and that- now
2: everyone and now everyone is saying now. You know what I mean? Like, bro, he's not good. He, you look. Do I want him in my locker room? Yeah. Uh, but do I want him as my starting QB? I mean, not if I'm trying to win a Super Bowl. No, I've always said that. He's just not that good.
1: Well, well on the- he's not.
2: The, he's not the guy that everyone wants him to be. No,
0: no.
2: And then, There's- and then that off that offensive general is kind of overrated.
0: I, I think the team is just like, look, they've got a good defense. I think it's just if they're, it's like the same thing too with Cincinnati. If their offense is hot, they're hot. If they're cold, they're cold. Like we saw them like This past season, perfect example, they killed the Bengals, I think, like 41 to six. But then yeah. the next week, they got their asses kicked by the Patriots 45 to seven and after going up seven nothing, just 45 uninteresting points by New England. Um, the only other odds I see on here that I'm not, high but we're at, not
2: exactly talking about the 99 Rams offense, you yeah, know. I mean, no, I'm just saying the team's overrated, yeah.
3: But go yeah, ahead, think, go ahead, Griff.
0: <laughs> I, I think there was just too much <laughs> added, like, there's just I think there, how far they went in the playoffs last year, I think, really kind of yeah. fucked with their expectations a little bit, you know, no, where right. we thought.
1: They overestimated how good they were.
0: Yeah. Like, they were a crazy Chad Henne run away from probably going to the AFC Championship game last year too. Um the only other a lot, are- a lot
2: of things went right for them. That's yeah, why I've exactly. been saying I've been saying for the longest like there's a lot of luck that goes in championships, man. Like it's the luck of the draw, it's the matchups, it's the style, it's who's hotter coming into this game, especially when the NFL is single elimination.
1: Yeah, I mean, just the- that's the- there's a like Bill Simmons from ESPN today was saying is it fair to say the bills were the best team in the AFC all along and they didn't even make the conference title game that's how unlucky they were like it's they
2: they were the most consistently good team but they just they just didn't win yep
0: um the only thing we're gonna say about odds in here, is two that I do not like are the 49ers at plus 1200 and the Packers at plus 1300 just because we don't know exactly what the QB situations are going to be. And for some reason, the Broncos have higher odds than the Cardinals, Patriots, and Colts. Which look, I know one of those we don't agree with, but until, unless the Broncos get Aaron Rodgers, I'm not. I'm not buying into it. Big Big Ryan knows how I feel about the Denver Broncos. Big, he still knows if they're still riding with Drew Locke, I know people for some reason are high on them. Like it's it's not happening. It, it seems like I mean,
2: the book... has, it, has it been three years now? It's been three years now. Yeah, two, yeah he two was drafted in
0: 19.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. Nah, well, and I don't see any of the griff. It yeah. seems like the books are
1: pricing in that they're going to do something, whether it's Rogers yeah. or someone else. Like they're, they're kind of preemptively raising their odds. Cause they know that once they get one of those guys, if their odds are so terrible, everyone's still going to bet them. And my, yeah. my question. Okay. My question to my team, just hear me out, hear me out. Your team. If they get one of those quarterbacks, if they get Ross or Rogers or any of those guys, I'm sure their price is like plus three thousand or whatever. Like, would you consider that? Because that offensive line was awesome last year. It made everyone forget yeah. how good Jalen Hurts was.
2: Yeah. Um. And uh, honestly, the team itself was surprisingly better than I thought. I'll, I'll be honest. Um, uh, we weren't embarrassing defensively, like you said. The offensive line was awesome. Um. I mean. And not to win a Super Bowl, but you know, playoffs, win that division. Yeah, maybe we get one of those dudes. Yeah. Um, we, get, also- we get, we get, we get Russ. I might be like, if he's healthy, yeah, it might happen. Super Bowl might happen. It might.
0: Also, if you get rid of Jalen Rager and Artega Whiteside, but that's another topic for another day. Man, that
2: dude, that dude stinks. That dude Rager fucking stinks, man. Was he th- was he this bad at TCU? Like, how- <clears throat> highly? No, not- no. No, I, I I don't know what it is, man. Like he used to be explosive. That's gone. Um, he he never had the best hands. I don't know what's going on with that dude, man. I don't know.
1: Well, you, you but his no life
2: patience. is different. I don't know.
1: And you have no more patience for it. Like not another. Year, yeah, no.
2: Nah, yeah, I'm done with this shit. Done with it. He stinks. So,
0: um, one player I want to talk about in particular going in this off is Kyler Murray. I don't know if you guys have seen this a lot, but. He obviously has this weird beef with the Cardinals where the Cardinals literally deleted all their Instagram photos with two and they left it both of him. He deleted all his Instagram posts with two and he unfollowed the Cardinals, which I love it when this happens. Cause like it happened with Kumpo before he signed his deal. I think this is just stuff your agent's telling you to do. Hey, if you unfollow them, it's going to cost such a big deal. Like imagine if 15 years ago you had heard a player say, Hey, yeah, so delete this person off this social media platform, because no matter what you do in real life, it's this, like it's, such communication back and forth where i think this year i know last year i always said this uh, cliff kingsbury was my hot seat coach but i think this year more than anything look if you give kyler the bag which he does deserve it he i don't know if he deserves top three quarterback money but definitely deserves north of 30 35 mil i'd say somewhere in that range um but i think you have to give him an all give cliff kingsbury an ultimatum saying look you gotta get to the playoffs and make a run. Otherwise, we got to switch it up. Because this is Cliff's fourth year now in the organization, and he's been given all his tools, but also, if you look at their free agent class, him and Steve Kime, they can lose a lot. Like, Chandler Jones can just walk.
2: Yeah, and then you lose it for nothing. Yeah. Um, hot seat, though, I mean, they made the... Yeah, I don't it, like. to, like, who, who do you replace them with? I know it seems like I'm always defending uh, Cliff Kingsbury, but yeah, like who do you replace him with? I don't know about hot seat, man. It's very, it's
1: very interesting because the team has improved their win record all three years that he's
2: been there, but but they still feel disappointing. Yeah, because it it feels disappointing.
1: They they keep because they they seem to get worse as the year goes along. That's why, like. And so it's such a weird situation. Like it's it's an improvement each year. A lot of teams would sign up for that. But yeah, it feels like they didn't really hit their potential.
2: So it's a very strange I still thing. feel I've always felt like he is a Hall of Fame assistant coach in the NFL. Like he can he can and even he could be like I hate to say it because if Chase ever sees this, he'll kill me. But he could be like what Mark Jackson was to the Warriors, you know. What I mean, yeah. where get us on the right track, but we need someone else to really unlock this. You know yeah. I mean? Cause we have something, but yeah, I felt like that when he was at uh Texas state, I always felt that way about him. Like get us to here and then someone else can unlock it. Now I tech has never found anyone to unlock it, but you know, <laughs> but yeah, same deal. Ky-
1: Kyler is, Kyler's a weird guy. Like I've heard, i, per- I- there were stories about us in Oklahoma, I remember, and even in the pre-draft process. Like, he and he and his he and his dad are like very protective of his career, and they can, I don't know, like the, the, there was apparent like remember before the draft, before he like officially committed to football, he was being very coy about what sport he was going to play. He went on the Dan Patrick yeah. show and he could barely answer a question when Dan Patrick was asking very reasonable things like, would you consider any more baseball or anything like that? He was being very coy and very awkward about it. So I could see how he can kind of is sometimes a tough guy to deal with. Uh, he is talented. You know, like they, they're they better with him than without him. But this unfolding the social media thing, it is a weird trend. Allen Robinson did this last year. Not coincidentally, he was entering a contract. He was entering free agency, and the Bears ended up just franchise tagging him. But it's become more common every year where you do it at that, around that time of the year. Now, the Cardinals in response, leaking to Chris Mortensen, that he's immature and a finger pointer. That is. Yeah, that shit
2: was wild. That shit was (laughs) wild.
1: Not normal. Other teams don't do that.
0: Like and the whole texting his girlfriend at halftime stuff.
1: It's 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 strange.
0: Like I, I mean,
1: do
2: you blame him? Have you seen that woman? Come on now. Do Do you blame him? I'm just saying. (laughs) I'm just saying.
1: You you. I don't blame him. You usually leak that stuff. After you break up and he goes to another team, yeah. and to defend yourself yeah. to the media, you throw him under the bus. It's so weird to do that and then give him like a hundred million dollar contract. It's so strange. Yeah,
0: I always I say the Cliff case where he's that's,
1: he that, just that's just, that
2: quarterback panic that everyone has, though. Yeah, I mean, we don't really like him, but goddamn it, we can't do much better. So,
0: yeah, it's like when you like when you see someone in an unhappy marriage where it's just like. God damn it, I hate you, but I don't want to leave you, kind of thing. You know, that's what it feels like.
2: I, I um, need your half of the rent. I, I, yeah, same ex- shit.
0: Exactly. Um, the one thing I want to say is, though, I know I said Cliff Kingsbury hot seat. I only say that just because, like, how you, how Big Rat pointed out, how it's like at this point, good is not good enough. They want great. Um, but I think more than anything, Steve Kimes should be on the hot seat. Uh, he's been the GM since 2013. If you look at his draft history, He's only hit on Kyler Murray and Isaiah Simmons. Besides that, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it up I gotta pull it up for you guys because I've done this multiple times on the podcast, but
1: yeah, his first round pick history. He busted on Robert Kem Dicci. He busted on a lot of guys there in the interim.
2: But I mean, a hey, we hey, we all thought Robert Kem was gonna be great though. We all thought that. Yeah. I I, I don't blame he... him for that. <laughs> I thought he was going to be great, like in 2013 when he was coming out of yeah. high
1: school, number one recruit in the country. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to give him too much flack for it. But the problem is, though, as we see with the Raiders, as you see with a lot of teams, if you fire Kime, the new general manager is going to want his own guy. Like, and apparently, wow. apparently, the Giants really did want to give Joe Judge another chance. It's just that they absolutely had to, like, get him and retired, quote unquote. Everyone knew it. And they, the Giants, told reporters they didn't want to make the new GM stick with Judge for a year and then fire him after a year and waste everyone's time. So Kyle Kingsbury, for better or for worse, are kind of tied together right now.
0: That, that makes complete sense. complete sense. Um, but his uh, so his draft history goes as fall. So in 2013, it was Jonathan Cooper of pick number seven. uh De- Dion Buchanan with pick number 27 of 2014. Uh, DJ Humphreys, who I think. Not a bad pick, but he did, He wasn't good as a rookie. He was better on his second contract. Uh, Robert and Kandiche. Kim, Kim and DJ, excuse me. Um, Hassan Redick, which, look, he was a great player for the one season, but now he's on Carolina. Uh, Josh Rosen in 2018.
2: <laughs> I was wrong about that one, too. I put that egg on my face.
0: Dude, you, you. the amount of people – do you know
2: there were Bills fans out there that wanted Josh Rosen over Josh Allen? 2018. I thought he. I, hey, y'all go, I I remember I said it, kid. He should have been the first QB taken. Yep, yep. I said that out of my mouth. Like to my to my to be fair though, every time I watched Josh Allen, he looked bad. So like I I didn't you know what I mean? He played for Wyoming. Like what do you expect? Like you know what I mean? I didn't. I watched them when they played good teams, and he would struggle. So I'm like, this dude's not any good. And then I see Josh Rosen do things that nobody else was doing. I'm like, yeah, pick this dude. Yeah, Alan. This is why I'm not a GM.
1: <laughs> yeah. Hey, it, it, to be to be fair, like what Allen did was is like historically uncommon. This is going to be the problem for decades. Everyone's going to find some big armed mobile quarterback who has horrible college tape, and then just use the Josh Allen argument to draft them and they might not turn into anything. It's going to happen so often over the next 20 years. wholeheartedly
0: agree with that. I 100% agree with that. Because even, too, if you look at that, the only pick I would honestly swap for that 2018 class is if I were the Giants, you do not take Saquon Barkley. You take Quentin Nelson at two. Yeah. Yeah. Fixes two problems for them. One, their offensive line sucks. And two, you don't draft Saquon that high, who now hasn't been that good, but we'll see if he can bounce back in 2022 because – Man, the Giants are just a mess right now.
1: He's one of the highest paid running backs in the league, just because of that draft pick. Like he's like yeah. the fifth highest paid running back just on his rookie contract. It's crazy.
0: Which is which is just it's utter it's utterly insane to think about it. But then I know right away that's why there's the whole narrative coming in about why you do not pay um, why you don't pay picks like that. Um, I was gonna do one thing, but obviously I know Big Right. You're on a timestamp, so you see the you see the thumbnail, you see the banner. Yeah. But. Not <laughs> I,
1: I... I always love spending time with my YouTube take buddy, but I do have to get back to work. Uh, But uh, yeah, just on McDaniel, um, you know, there's only so much we can know, obviously. So I will keep reservations in check, but I do like the style of the hire because this, I understand the league's a copycat league. And like for years, everyone was just copying, you know, get the Belichick assistance to try to repeat the Patriot success, which is what everyone was doing for like 20 years. And it almost never works I do think copying the Shanahan system, I don't think it's a fluke that it has worked so well with the Rams, with the Bengals, with the 49ers, we'll see um, with the Jets, with with Gary Kubiak when when he was around, at least in, at least for some of those teams. I know they didn't go all the way in Houston, but they still had some good seasons. The the Dolphins, what's the big – Here's why that's here's why I like that system. They, he- they heavily emphasize this outside zone run blocking scheme. And I think that's conducive to success in the NFL for two reasons. One, you can succeed in that system without spending a lot of money on running backs. As long as you have running backs that are fast, running backs that make quick decisions, then they can be very successful in that outside zone scheme. We've seen it all across the league. We've seen San Francisco. What's the stat? They have a different leading rusher every year for the last five years. So that's conducive to NFL success because you'll never be giving big money to running backs in the first place. And but still, but still having a good run game. The dolphins got the first part, but not the second. They wanted to not invest in running backs, but their running game is horrible and their running game prevents them from winning football games. It is everyone complains about the dolphins' offensive line, and the offensive line is terrible, but no one else talks about that their running game was historically terrible for most of the last three years, and that's a big part of the reason their offense has been so bad. So, if nothing else this system has proven to give you run game success almost everywhere it's been implemented. So I am excited for that because that's what this team has been missing. And our offensive line is still going to be horrible. They're going to spend money in free agency, but at the very least when they're run blocking a lot, like a lot of the dolphins offensive line, has a lot of big guys. Like you would at least think that they can get some confidence being maulers for a higher percentage of the game rather than just getting their asses beaten pass protection, every other rep. So I think the style of the – yes, we don't know anything. He could be terrible. He could be great. We have no clue. I think the style of the hire is conducive to the things the Dolphins have specifically been missing on offense, and that's why I kind of like it. Now, what happens with Tua? What happens with Waddle? We'll see. I think it should be good for Tua. Everyone obviously – Tua does stylistically compare to Jimmy G. I think he could be better than that, but nonetheless, that does also kind of fit this style. The RPO game will work a lot better when the run threat is – as legitimate as it can be in a Shanahan style scheme. So those are my thoughts on it. I don't know if you guys have any. Yeah. The, the,
2: ideas sound, the idea is sound. I get what yeah. you're You're excited about the logic. We'll just see how yeah. it works out. Yeah. I mean, he could be a flaming disaster. Like, I mean, no coach
1: in Miami, every coach in Miami eventually gets fired. Like it's it's, I get it, but yeah, it's, it's at least they didn't hire like some, they didn't hire Bill O'Brien. They didn't hire some defensive Patriots guy. Again, they actually like, went a good route here so we'll see we'll see how it
0: goes that's that's a really good way to put it you just you don't know what to expect but the hype and potential of what could be gets you excited and that's that's what that's what you truly want as a football fan yeah so yeah i like it we'll see what happens yeah and also too before you go um there is one new coach that i do have that replaces my thick vangio as coach who should have been fired before he was probably let go and that is matt rule from the carolina panthers just saying that right now
1: uh, yeah, Markeem, Griff and I at the start of last season, like he and Phil had the Raiders as their surprise playoff team. I had the Broncos, and Griff said he thought Fonjo should be fired instead of them being a surprise playoff team. And sure
0: enough, they were the worst team in the division. <laughs> <laughs> and my, the Raiders made the playoffs. <laughs> my two best takes from the preseason was probably that one, and then the Seahawks not making the playoffs. Yeah, yeah that was good too. Yeah, I just
2: wait. You, wait, wait. You you predicted that
0: me? Yeah, my my two teams that from 2020 that would not make the playoffs in 21 were the Steelers and the Seahawks. I thought the Steelers were going to take a back seat and just not be good. They still they still found ways to win. And then Seattle, I just knew. Look, it's not work. It's I just knew like they they need to change. Seattle's got a lot of stuff to go through. Plus, you, I didn't,
2: I didn't they, think they'd be as bad as they were coming in. You 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 clairvoyant. You know, <laughs> you know, Clairvoyant.
0: I know Danny wanted them to miss for obvious reasons, and look, he gets two top ten picks out of it now. Yeah. But, man, that team, Seattle is a team now, I think they just need to change it up there. I think they're just trying to recreate the Legion of Boom because, look, ever since they lost at Super Bowl, they have not been the same team.
1: No. No. no well, is different. well, look, we'll see, we'll, we'll see what happens with the Russs. I'll say before I do actually put that out, but the Russ thing, I'm sure, I don't think they want Russ to leave, but if Russ, like, finally says enough is enough, and instead of this passive-aggressive shit he's been doing for, like, two years, and they showed him sitting next to Roger Goodell again during the Super Bowl for the second Super Bowls in a row. row. Yeah. Like, I, unless, if Russ actually comes out and finally, like, puts it all out there, I don't want to be here anymore, I think, you know, it might force them to change strategy. We'll see, because obviously... They don't, they don't have a Trey Lance like San Francisco does. So what they're not just going to – like what they do is going to be really
0: interesting to watch. So, uh, Exactly. I think they're they, in that position where they can like, you know, trade with a fringe – they can trade with like a fringe playoff team and uh, go from there if they wanted to. You know, kind of take their two picks for next year, say like, I don't know what team I've said all along. Mark, you want to get your opinion on this? But maybe the Saints?
2: I mean, I know that's what people have been saying for a while, the Saints. That's just the team I um, like. I know Sean well, Hayes the, retired, but to get uh, Wilson though, what, what would you what would you give up?
0: I would say two ones, a maybe a two and a three, and a maybe a player or two.
2: I'm saying what players though? Oh fuck! Because um, if you, if you're Seattle, I'm not trading him for just picks. I'm not doing that.
0: You got to give me you got to give
2: me something interesting. Michael you, Thomas, then, then what's the point in trading for Russ though? If you're gonna that's, do the that? that's
0: the thing I'm trying to think of it. It's like, who else could you give up? Um, who could you give up? It probably has to be like maybe a Ryan Ramchick or Teron Armstead. And then maybe someone else. Cause they're going to lose. They may lose Dwayne Brown in free agency. Seattle's a very interesting team to follow this year. Cause I think next year they can either be, they can either maybe, you know what, fuck around and find their way in the playoffs again next year, or they can be in the same spot as this year.
2: Like, like for me, it's hard to trade for him because what, what do you – like, if I'm Seattle, I'm not taking crumbs for, like, one of the five best quarterbacks. and I'm not doing
0: that. Yeah, exactly. And you, got
2: to, you got to give me something. And I don't know who has a package, you know, worth – I don't know.
0: There is one That's, team, but they're really bad. That's the New York Giants because the Giants have the – remember, they have the Bears pick and they have their own pick. They have two top-ten picks.
2: And they got enough young players to do something like that.
0: And then maybe if but anything, if I, you have to give up a but
2: defender But if I'm a man, do you, do you want to go there? Like, do you want to – this whole thing is weird. I mean, I, I think we have the package. We got the package. We, we can do it. I think the Eagles – yeah, the Eagles can do it. Yeah, we, we, we can do it.
0: Um, There's just – it, 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 uh, that's going to be the most interesting thing because remember it was this day last year. This wasn't just like a rumor like the whole – what we were talking about earlier about the Chris Morton's and stuff with Kyler Murray. Russ went on Dan Patrick and basically came out and said, yeah, I, oh, I'd like it in Seattle, but if I were to be traded, I'd want to go to the five following teams. I think it was like Dallas, Vegas, which I think Vegas could still have a package too, because this is the year for them. They have to the shit or get off the pot with Derek Carr. Um, it was like Seattle, Vegas, Chicago, which obviously wouldn't happen now. And I think there was a couple other teams in there, but you're right. When you think about it, it's who really has a package where you can just push all your chips to the table to trade for this one
2: player. And you, and, in- you have to feel like you're you're simply a quarterback away. You know what I mean? Because I don't think Russ wants to go anywhere where they're rebuilding. Dude is, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's not getting any younger. He's more beat up. Who knows how much time he has left? Because he's not going to go anywhere that, you know what I'm saying, he don't, he don't want to. It's not going to happen.
0: Exactly. Exactly. That's why, like, there, there's a few teams out there, like, I just think the Giants have the package, but they don't have the situation. I feel like it's a lot of these teams have it. Like, Vegas – they have the situation, but they don't have the package. Kind of the same thing with the Saints, you know, where it's like the Saints, it's a team you can go to. I think if he goes to the Saints, boom, the Saints are the best division, which I think now is the worst division in football, which I want to say this right now. I don't want to – I hate hearing the Tom Brady could return talk. He's retired. Let the man enjoy his own retirement.
2: Oh, Okay, okay, listen. <laughs> listen. I agree with you. Yep. I don't think he's coming back. I, I don't. No. But – you know, you know, he's been doing it for so long. Repetition, yeah. force of habit, just as a human being. Yeah, you know I mean, he could just wake up one day and was like, yeah, I can do it again. Who knows? Like, who knows? That's why I wouldn't shout. It's too early for me to be like, he's not coming back. I, I don't think-, think he is, but I wouldn't be surprised. Like when Brett Favre was mulling over it in Green Bay, I knew, I knew this was not the end. I was like, yeah, he's he'll be back yeah. with somebody. With with Brady, I think I think this is the end. I don't know. You know what I mean? I don't know. <laughs> I,
0: I, don't, I don't know either. I just want to say, like, let him enjoy it. if he want. I think it's up to him, but the whole, like, oh, he could not play in 22 and then come back and play in 23. I'm like, no, that's not happening because the amount of in shape you have to be is very different for, say, the NBA, Major League Baseball, compared to the NFL, what game shape is. And I think him that – I also t- think he's too
2: old to do something like that. It's just too old.
0: If this were five years ago, I'd say he probably would, yeah. but – it's he's going to be 45 in August. I just, I just can't see it.
2: That's That's too much to ask a a man in his mid forties who goes from doing what he wants, hanging out with his beautiful fucking wife and, you know, just all his millions to be like, you know what? I'm going to try and play football after taking a whole year off. That's not, I don't think
0: that's happening. Exactly. Plus two, I don't think he wanted to have a farewell tour and he also he wanted to go out on his own terms. Like I know everyone's saying, oh, he's got so much left in him, but what if he'd still played this year and you already saw the signs of it? time and, finally and to getting me, to him, I think that would hurt to, him more than
2: anything. To me, I, I know I wasn't here for the Brady show, but to me, that's what I think makes his career, like, super special. Like, I know everybody – I talk about this all the time, but I don't really care about how many rings he has. It doesn't matter to me. What makes it spe- What makes his career special to me is that his career went through three phases. Yep. He was just – a guy who was a game manager, you know what I mean? Did he get a little too much credit sometimes at that point in his career? Absolutely. But, like, he was a game manager. Then he legit became one of the best quarterbacks in the league, at times the best, you know what I mean? Yeah. Then the, phys- the physical aspect of his whole game disappeared, but the production didn't dip. You know what I mean? And to me, that's what makes him special, because there aren't many players in all the sport, all the team sports that were like that. Some guys – the, the physical aspect goes, and they're not the same. Michael Jordan, hell, look at the, the Wizards run. You know yeah. I mean, he went from greatest of all time to pretty good starter. You know what I mean? Tom Brady last year was still one of the five to ten best QBs in the league. You got it. Still one MVP. You know what I mean? Yeah, you, 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 like you could argue that. year before that, easily one of the five, you know, production-wise. You know what I mean? And for him to just physically not – because I don't care what everyone says. He didn't have it. I know everyone talks about his dink and dunk style, how he was throwing short passes, but it was unstoppable. It was unstoppable. We've seen guys turn into that, and their production just plummets. Yeah. Didn't happen to Brady. Didn't happen to me. Look, that is special.
0: Look at twenty fifteen Peyton Manning. Like remember how
2: like he became that guy. He became what Brady was, but it was like a shell. Like it wasn't the same. The production wasn't the same. Twenty twenty like, Drew Brees. Twenty twenty one Ben yeah.
0: Roethlisberger.
2: Cook, Cook, man, completely yeah, Cook. Hell, you know, I grew up at, when when Dan Marino retired, and I saw legit how it happened that quickly. He went from being physically incredible to who is this man? You know what I mean? And and that never happened with Tom Brady. Like he became physically incredible to I don't know if he still has it physically, but it didn't matter. You know what I mean? It, it, it he still got it done. It still happened. He still was able to be productive. Yeah, you know I mean it's, it's 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 insane, man. Like to me, that's his greatest argument for the, goal. because like I was saying earlier, all of the the chance that goes into winning championships and this has to go right. This has to go right. You have to be in different situations. Yeah, you know I mean, even there were times where he would win ugly games where he didn't play well, but he still win. Yeah, you know I mean, because there's a lot of thing that go, a lot of things that go into it. The individual. Tom Brady being just pretty much an elite quarterback for at least at least fourteen years of his career, incredible, incredible man.
0: Hundred percent, one hundred percent. Look, like because there's a there's a like so many Patriots games that I could count where look the Patriots should not have won those games. Like prime examples, the twenty thirteen game Sunday Night Football against the Broncos. They were down twenty four nothing at the half. Won that game in OT. Uh, two weeks later, they played the Cleveland Browns. and were down by thirteen with like. Um, two minutes to go when they somehow won that game. There's like those are just two that come to my mind immediately. Um, oh, another one. 2014 playoffs against Baltimore Ravens had to fight two two separate 14 point leads. That game led to me having heart problems, but you know what? That's that is, yeah. that's what Tom that's what Tom did. It was 28. I remember that game. It was 28. It was 14 nothing. 14 14. 28 14. 28 28. And the Patriots won 35 to 31. Um, even the same thing, too, the two Super Bowl comebacks, the 10 points down to Seattle, infamous 28-3. to Even the Jacksonville game in the AFC Championship game, 2018, remember that? But I know there's obviously Cameron, the Miles Jack, fumble, was he down, call. The Patriots are down 20-10 to late in that game. Yeah. Yeah, there's yeah. just so many of those like, that make it like He he, he,
2: is, he is the master of winning ugly games. Like, I, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll always respect Tom Brady, man, even if he's not necessarily my go. I'll always respect like what, how he was able to do that. Cause I don't think we'll ever see that again.
0: I don't think so either. Um, but but there's a way for the football talk for a second, Markeem, because obviously, you know, uh, sometimes you got to pay in life. You know what? You have to pay the bills and you know what? If you're on YWC football talk, I got the chance to do that. Now, why you might ask Betstamp. Betstamp is an app that I have partnered with. And it is a, yes, I know. I know. Look at me doing ad reads on the podcast. But uh, BetStamp is a mobile app that's like a social media sports betting app um, All that are available on all different kind of links. But what BetStamp does, so this is why I'm here to talk about BetStamp. Basically, you download the app, and it gives you, no matter the sport, it gives you all the odds from all the various sports books that are legal, whether in your province or state. Yes, I cater to both Canadian and United States listeners and viewers. But what it will do is give you the best odds for each game. So basically, say if you want to bet on tonight's game between the 76ers and the Celtics, uh, you can go on there. You can see, hey, which sports will give me the best odds so I can get the most money out of everything. And also, to what they will do as well is show you the percentages of where the money is going. So say, for example, if 38% is on one team and 62% is on the other team. Um, and then what you can do as well is you can follow various uh, verified bet stamp bettors. You can follow your friends. You can follow whoever you want. Other famous celebrities are on there like uh, Big Cat and PFT from Barstool, Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk, uh, Live Moods of uh, FanDuel Sportsbook and, uh, bet- and BR Betting um, and also Volume Sports. So you can go on there and just look at everyone to see truly where is everyone capturing. And you know what? Your boy Griff is on there, too. And today, exclusive offer for you. If you download BetStamp, use the promo code GRIFFB. That is right. That is GRIFFB. Use that promo code to download BetStamp. And you know what? You're helping your pal out. So for that, folks, go to the App Store available on iOS and Google Play. That is BetStamp, promo code GRIFFB. Link is in the bio for all the descriptions. And happy betting because you know why? Watching sports is fun, but watching sports while winning some money is even more fun. (sighs) Thanks for being with that, Mark. Beautiful.
2: That was beautiful, man. Oh, I that love that. That was it. I I love mean, it. Man, he's so professional, man. This is amazing. That's beautiful. <laughs> that that's why I'm on
0: StreamYard now, too. So I can like have all the fun fancy stuff. Like you see right behind me. There's the embellished YWC football talk logo. There's the one in the corner. And then I can do stuff like this, like new banners and stuff. Um <laughs> I want to ask you this right now, because this is our next talking point. And also, too, folks, um, I have before we get into our thoughts on the offseason. I have an article that I had written a few weeks ago about a prospect I'm very, very high on in this NFL draft. That will be dropping tonight, as well as this podcast episode on Tuesday, February the 15th. Um, Uh,
2: You got to tell me, Hugh, when when the stream's over. You got to tell me.
0: Yeah, I'll tell you off air, but the article's already written. I just got to hit publish. Um, What what are your thoughts on going into this offseason? Because, like, I told Big Rap this before you joined us. For as much as the season is great, I feel like for us – we'll call ourselves football junkies, football guys, because we love the sport. We love to talk about it. That's why, hell, I can call on you in the middle of May and say, hey, come talk football. And you'll say, yeah, that's why we're doing it two days after the Super Bowl when a lot of people now see the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, the Super Bowl. But we look at stuff like the combine, free agency, the draft, um, and all that fun stuff. But are there any teams or players in particular that you're watching for this offseason to see what happens?
2: I think the story of this offseason is Aaron Rodgers, man. Yeah. This whole offseason, this this feels like, honestly, the way this cause like I think it's it's over. It's over. Has to be, right? Like it's gotta be it, right?
0: It feels like what Tom Brady went through two years ago, you know, where it's like, you yeah. don't know, but the more you think about it, you're like, you know what, it's done.
2: It, it's it's gotta be. So like that to me, because to me, that changes the NFL. Say whatever you want about Aaron Rodgers. Whatever. You feel about him being <laughs> vaccinated or not, or you know, immunized? Yes, yeah, yeah, immunized. Excuse me, or um, you know, just him as like a player and how you feel about him in certain situations. That's still Aaron Rodgers, man. He still instantly changes the fortune anywhere he goes. If he's even seventy percent of himself, everything changes. So to me, that's the whole story of this off season. Another thing is, will the Cowboys? swing and try to improve because they are so close to being the complete package, but it's just little things here and there, little, little issues late in games. What happens with McCarthy? I know it's only been what it's been two years now. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's been two, right? Yeah. Two years.
0: 2020.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like what happens with that? Like they, cause you know, Jerry Jones is going to sound pretty cynical, but it's true. He's old, man. He's old. How much time does this man have left? You know what I mean? I I I don't know. Like that's that that's I feel like it's pretty much the league itself can fundamentally change this offseason. Because there's so many teams with with big dangling carrots, you know what I mean, just hanging out in front of them. Like the Texans are awful. You know what I mean? And this whole season has been with well, the whole past two seasons has been what the hell because of the obvious elephant in the room you know what I mean like what happens with them um what how do how do the Steelers move on from Ben Roethlisberger? how does that happen yep. you know what I mean do, do do my do my eagles really really shake anything up or are they content with just feeling like they had a season that was above what they thought you know what I mean cuz they I think a lot of fans in Philly that I've talked to, well, Philly fans in general, maybe not in Philly, but a lot of motherfuckers I've talked to, like my brother-in-law, his um, his brother's a big Eagles fan. He's content with what's going on. And, like, I'm like, all right, because we thought we were going to be so bad, and it turned out we wasn't. You know what I mean? The cover was not there, but I feel like you build on this. You don't just bring it back and just try it again. You build on what happened. You know what I mean? Uh, can the Rams, who mortgage their entire future, to win this championship, <laughs> bring as many pieces as they brought in back. You know what I mean? Like, because a lot of those contracts are, you know what I'm saying, are, are, are done. You know what I mean? Aaron Donald teased retirement. Like, do you – you know I mean? It's, it's so much, man. It's so much. This is one of the most interesting off seasons in any sport since probably, like, LeBron's decision year. You know what I mean? Like, this – I don't know – what the whole end of the fabric of the NFL could literally change in the next few months. Everything with all the big like players, everything could change.
0: Exactly. My my one thing about Aaron Rodgers is, and this might sound kind of biased, just because it's my conference. But if you're Aaron Rodgers, why would you want to come to the AFC? Like the, all the quarterback competition that's over there is crazy right now. Like we think about it, because you're gonna have a healthy Lamar, you're gonna have Joe Burrow, you have Josh Allen. We'll see if I, I I'm more interested to see with the AFC too how do second-year Mac Jones and Zach Wilson look? That's my big thing, too, because the Jets are a team. That's and, and true. To, and, and, yeah.
2: uh, and Trevor. And Trevor. Him too. And Trevor as well. How does, how does that look?
0: Um, Carson Wentz, too. I don't know if you saw that on Sunday, but it's looking like he's going to be out in Indy. I remember last year. Yeah, when yeah I saw traded. him. You, and, you, and, you, and, you Phil, and I were on. You're talking about that. That's that's going to be another big uh, topic this offseason is what the Colts can do. Um And even there's – because there's, like, a couple teams out there where I'm like, okay, this year it's either you go for it or if it fails and you miss the playoffs, you got to blow it up. And that's – Cleveland I don't know about, but Minnesota, that's one team this year. I think if they lose – if Minnesota does not make the playoffs this year, I'm sorry, you got to burn it to the ground for the Vikings.
2: I mean, I think they've kind of already started blowing it up, right? So I think they kind of see it the same way. Yeah. So I think, yeah, Um, this won't be – hell, by the end of this offseason, that whole team might look different too. Um, my other thing too with
0: them, and the, that conference is the NFC South now, I think takes the crown as worst division in football for right now, considering what the quarterbacks are.
2: All right, let's see.
0: Matt Ryan, uh, Sam Darnold.
2: Saints are going to be bad. Yeah. The, yeah, yeah probably. I
0: still feel yeah. like the, you know what I you know I I feel like with the Saints, I feel like they can either be bad or they're going to fuck around and find a way just to like you know sneak in and be like the 7th or 8th seed in the NFC.
2: Yeah, that division gonna be bad though. But well, I feel God. like the Buc- I feel I feel like the. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I feel like I still feel like the Buccaneers have a solid team though. They
0: do. they know. don't get the right quarterback, though, like look at what they were with Jameis Winston when they were seven and nine. Like, if like I know people talk talking about like, oh, send Jimmy G there, and I'm like, and other people are like, Bruce Arians and Jimmy G would be the wackiest combination in the NFL. I don't know why you'd want that.
2: And I and I don't think that's a good fit because I don't think Jimmy G has been that great. That's almost like that's like a a less turnover Jameis Winston type problem where people <laughs> people just say, "Oh man, if this quarterback was better," you know.
0: Exactly. There's just so many question marks going into this offseason. Like I'm excited to see too. Um, I know the quarterback situation is not ideal, but do the Detroit Lions make any progress in 2022? Because we know yeah hey, they're, they're not wow. good, but they bought into what Dan Campbell is selling.
2: And hell, I mean, I know we you know we talk about the Rams getting Stafford, but hell they you know, they took a risk too getting rid of Staff getting rid of Stafford, you know what I mean? They they was like, hell, let's let's try again. Let's try yeah. to blow this thing up. I mean it's the Lions. They're probably gonna be bad, but you know, there's two sides to the trade, you know what I mean? So
0: Oh, Justin Fields too in your Justin Fields in year two as well. I'm excited to see yes, how year, that turns yep. out.
2: Hell, Trey, Trey Lance in, uh in in San Francisco. That that one I gotta wait and
0: see though, because like we know what the other four are capable of. We know what Mac's capable of. Uh, we know what Zach Wilson's capable of. We know what Trevor well at, Trevor's an actually I'm gonna I'm gonna give Trevor as an outlier because I feel like there was just so much crap going on behind the scenes yeah. that yeah. we don't know exactly what to expect out of Trevor. Look, he's going into his now technically third head coach in his second season, so We'll see like, if will done, the Ravens will
2: just them. decide to run this thing back and let's just try it again healthy? You know what I mean? Because even with them fighting injury, they still almost made the playoffs. That's So, you know, they, they just think, hey, let's try this again. I'm going to ask people this in, like, late August, but if you
0: ask me right now a team who missed the playoffs in 2021, they'll be in there in 2022, I put my money on the Ravens.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Hell, they, they fought all year and they fought major injuries all season.
0: And but. even during that win streak, too, there was only the one – the losing streak towards the end of the season. There was only that one bangle game where, like, you look at that – there's the Steeler and the, the Packer game. They should have won, but Harbaugh got really aggressive and decided to go for it on two.
2: Yeah.
0: And then the Rams game, they almost won uh, the two uh, – yeah, the Steelers game. There was even the other Browns game where they lost by two points, and even still there was that really wonky Sunday nighter. I think the they, – they also, too, did some stuff. Like, they beat the uh, they beat the Chiefs in week two – um, I think if they had beaten the Dolphins that Thursday night game, it's a different conversation. But the Ravens are a team that you know what they can, they can be back really good. Um, the Colts, because I know we're talking do, about Carson Wentz stuff. Do but- the
2: Bengals decide just to just let's try this again? Like Kid was saying, the yeah. um, offensive line they're young. Do they just try to just keep them guys playing together? Hope they get better. Let's not spend a lot of money. Who knows? Who knows what uh, what they do too? Hell, they made I the think- Super Bowl.
0: I know. You, I think you have to add something on, though. You can't just run it back on the same offensive line. Um, I also do have a take about the Dallas Cowboys. I think there's one player, a current star, in there right now that will not be on there next year, and that is um, Amari Cooper.
2: Oh, uh, yeah.
0: I th- I think he's going to be a cap casualty cut because he's like 20 million.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Um, they, they, he he did he did get that contract before he actually deserved said contract. So, yeah.
0: Oh, Miguel Miguel saw this coming. You you knew with him he was the kind of player where he would either get a pass or he's just, like, not reliable when you needed him most this year. And also, too, you have Michael Gallup and then you also have CeeDee Lamb. Um, It wouldn't shock me if they tried the – if they dangled. You know, you said earlier, there's so many just dangling carrots. Hell, it wouldn't shock me to see if they took offers on Ezekiel Elliott. Man, that'd
2: be crazy. You can see him and McCaffrey I mean, crazy, on the move this but, year. I mean I feel like uh Carolina should should try and move McCaffrey. I, I They know, should you know just what? just to see just to see what, you know, what you can get cuz he's hurt all the time anyway. Just just see what you can get for. Hey, even team, if he's playing, man. you're not you're not good enough to win anything. So just see
0: Ever, ever since Cam Newton hurt himself in that Thursday night where they got their asses kicked by the Steelers, they've been just an awful, awful football team. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember yeah. last year I bought into them as, hey, they could be a wild-card team, and then they were 3-0, and and I was like, look at me being right. And then they went 2-12 and 12 down the stretch and failed me. <laughs> yeah,
2: man, I I, feel this this offseason, like, seriously can change the entire league. I think, like, I think not enough people are talking about that because, like, they're literally every team, accept, even the Rams, even the Rams, even the Super Bowl champions have major question marks, every team.
0: The amount of players that aren't going to be brought back, like, we know Whitworth's going to retire. If they lose Aaron Donald, it's huge. Um, and there's other players too, like, what what will OBJ do? What will uh, Vaughn Miller do?
2: Yeah, Vaughn like Miller. Lose- this was the last year of Vaughn Miller, right? That was it, yeah. right?
0: Yep, that was that's why Denver tri- that's why I think more than Denver's actual on field play, which was decent. I think that's why Denver got rid of him. Um, you know what the crazy thing about this too is is this the landscape's gonna change within a month. Like literally a month tomorrow, the new league year starts, March sixteenth. Yep. That's the no, thing about and the NFL
2: off and it shit starts to happen.
0: <laughs> yeah. Cause like think about it. For the next week or two, it's like, yeah, you'll probably see some deals here or there, like certain players getting cut, but then It's all combine prep because the combine's in two weeks, and then you're going to have pro days, and then you have free agency, you're going to have trades, and then the draft. But I'm going to say this about the draft this year. I don't think it's as bad as people are saying. I know it's not like, you know, an attractive quarterback class by any means, but you still have a hell of a lot of good talent that's going to be coming out of college.
2: Yeah, I'm excited about none of those QBs. Um,
0: I'm excited about the big boys up front.
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the offensive line is 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 really good coming in. Um the receivers are fine. Uh the running back class is weak as hell. Oh. Weak as hell. Um the linebackers aren't even worth talking about.
0: The linemen are pretty good. Um Yeah, they're pretty good. You got some good. Sec- um, you got good secondary pieces. In this year's draft. I've been saying this like. No, I think no, nobody, episode.
2: nobody, fr- nobody franchise changing in the secondary though. I don't think. No, a but bunch just of players good that players, players coming to make an impact. Yeah, yeah. that's like, there's no Jalen Ramses in this draft. Let's put like no. that. None of none of those.
0: No, Sauce is good, but he's not like probably not gonna be like all pro good. We'll see. We'll see. Nah. We'll see. Um yeah.
2: no. this is kind of a weak draft, Grim. Now I'm thinking it is kind of weak. I'm just thinking of the names in my head. It's kind of weak, man.
0: It's not twenty thirteen, but I would compare this draft to like twenty sixteen, you know, where it's like
2: quarterback class
0: wasn't good, where it was like the top guys were Goff and Wentz, and then you had I think it was Elliot, then oh. Bosa. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, it's gonna be like twenty sixteen. And then I think I think you're going to find a diamond in the rough somewhere in this quarterback class, where like a Dak Prescott, because Dak Prescott was in that class in the fourth round. So I feel like you're someone's going to emerge and be a star. But at the same time, too, it's a, it's a big wait and see.
2: Yeah, man, it's because the, the, there's nobody that just like jumps off the page in any position. Like there's nobody like that in this whole draft. Yeah,
0: more than actually like go. It's it's it, I. Maybe there's a couple of defensive linemen and there's a couple of offensive linemen who I think can come in and make impacts. But besides that, there's no one right now where you look at it and you go, you know what, you're like your franchise. You're like you're you're the you're gonna be the yeah. franchise. Yeah. Um and then another thing I want to ask you about is I know I I brought up Clip Kingsbury's name earlier and I'm gonna leave him out of this, but are there a couple of coaches you think that are, are, are you can already see being on the hot seat going into this season? Hmm.
2: Uh, McCarthy, I bought him up too. Yep. Uh, as crazy as it sounds, but like I said, Gary Jones. Uh, hmm. Who is in the hot seat?
0: I have two for you right now.
2: Okay, give them to me.
0: Uh, Kevin Stefanski, Cleveland.
2: Yeah, I, yeah, okay. I and mean, Brentford, he was the coach. Yeah. He he was the coach during their most successful season in so long, though. That's why he I think was, he might be
0: fine. He, I think he'd be fine, but, like, I think at the same time, too, it's all results-based, you know, where it's like, oh, hey, yeah, you did this, that's great, we want this. Like, kind of like why I said why I said earlier about Cliff Kingsbury. The other one is, uh, I think, Frank Wright in Indianapolis, potentially.
2: I don't think they're going to fire Wright.
0: I don't think so, but I think it's just one of the – it's one of those things like I can see it, but I can't see it just because, look, they haven't had much playoff success in the post-Andrew Luck era. They've only had the one appearance, I think. And then if quarterback play fails them again and, like, look, they shit the bed their last two games. I'm trying to remember if they lost to the Raiders, but them losing to Jacksonville was – Yeah, that
2: that was – now I'm not going to lie. That was a horrible loss. He might be on the hot seat just because of that loss. That was such a bad loss.
0: Exactly. Um, other ones I have is Matt Rule in Carolina for obvious reasons. I mean, we talked about that.
2: We talked about that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he, he just makes dumb decisions, and he's making, he's making $7 million right out of college. Like, no. One um, I want to float to you is Ron Rivera.
2: What? Man.
0: I am I because mean,
2: Snyder fires people, so yeah, I guess so.
0: And then uh, Seattle, we Absolutely. we were talking about this earlier, but I think Pete Carroll.
2: Pete Carroll.
0: I don't know if it, that's a firing one, but you know, like how Dave Gettleman it was like the mutual parting of ways, where it's like the polite way of saying like he's leaving on his own good terms. Yeah, I can't.
2: I can't imagine they'll fire Pete Carroll. I can't imagine.
0: No, they that won't fire. him, But like it'll be a mutual parting of way.
2: Yeah, yeah. Pete Carroll out in Seattle. I can see that. I can definitely see that. He's out.
0: Because when I look at all the other coaches, like like from la- even last year's cycle, like Robert Sala, I can't see unless the Jets significantly decline. Uh, same thing goes too with uh, – what was the team I was thinking of? Detroit. I can't see him Dan Campbell getting let go because of that. Um, that sure. yeah, not next year. Maybe, yeah. Maybe if by year three there's no progression, then yes for yeah. both of those guys. I think um, he's safe. For as bad as the situation is, I also too, think that David Cully hiring and firing was complete bullshit. I think that was just—I I don't know what to expect. And I think they just hired Lovey Smith because of the backlash of the fact they fired a coach of color. I think that's why they got Lovey Smith because they want Josh McCown.
2: They want Josh McCown.
0: But you know how bad of a PR look it would look for the Texans if they did hire McCown. That's
2: true. That's true. That's true. Um,
0: but yeah, no one else I can't see. Like I can't see Brandon Staley, Andy Reid, no Sean McDermott, no. Um Mike Tomlin, no. John Harbaugh, no. Zach Taylor, I think has bought him, he's bought himself at least a few more years.
2: Um, oh, no, he's good. He's good. He's good, man. Cincinnati. Not, yeah. Come on, man. Marvin yeah. Lewis was there for a decade, man. He's good. Trust me. Marvin Lewis was there for like
0: 15 years.
2: Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, decade and a half. You're right. Yeah, Marvin Lewis was there for
0: a decade and a half. Um Matt LaFleur, no, because he's won 39 games in three seasons. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. There's always going to be – it's always going to be results-based, but, like, right now when I look at it, I'm like, besides I'd say Stefanski, Rule, and Kingsbury, I don't think there's a lot of others you can say that are like, you know what, yeah, definitely going to be fired. I think there's always, like, those few shocking firings. Like, it wouldn't shock me if Tom doesn't come back and you do see Bruce
2: Arians retire. Hell, that could happen before the season. (laughs) Would you be surprised? I wouldn't be surprised.
0: I want to be. He sees what he has.
2: And he goes. I don't want to do this shit.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think this year too for them is going to be a true test for Byron Leftwich if he can be a head coach in this league or not. Because I know everyone was praising him, but he had a superstar franchise. Shouts to him football. for
2: not taking that. Damn, out, man. I wouldn't take it either. Absolutely smartest decision he ever made.
0: What? Not going to Jacksonville?
2: Absolutely, absolutely. He didn't. Yeah. He didn't want that GM. I don't blame him. I don't blame him. Dude, Trent, I don't even
0: know why they decided to keep Trent Balkie. Trent Baalke literally loves to bring in guys who kind of torn their ACLs and give them a second chance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, there's no one else I can see. Like I can't see Brandon Staley unless the Chargers um decline. But here's the thing: the Chargers are a team I'm watching this offseason for one main reason. And that main reason is just based on the amount they have. They have a lot of cap to spend, they have needs. And Jesus Christ, you're a defensive head coach. You are the 32nd ranked run defense in the NFL. Fix it. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. But you know what?
0: This is the fun time of the year. This is like I just said, Big right earlier. We get to play the hypothetical game. You get to play the what if game that I hate. You know where it's like, oh, we can do this, and like, what if this happens? What if that happens? Um, Nick Sirianni too. That's another coach. I just I, he's not not on my hot seat, but like, I just can't see it happening because he he won there. I just think though.
2: I will I'll let him slide, man. I'll let him i let him slide this year.
0: Yeah. He'll be that guy though if the Eagles don't make the playoffs in 22, 23, his name will get brought up a lot.
2: Cause I know before the season started, I was like, dear God. <laughs> but you know, you know, he, he yeah. hey they they they, they played better and I, I gotta give him credit.
0: Oh and I mean, Mike McCarthy's on that list. But my big thing with Mike McCarthy is is if they fire him. Um. What's the size of the Brinks truck that'll be brought to Sean Payton's house?
2: <laughs> nah, I think he's done. I think he's done.
0: You know what I think is going to happen with him? Actually, I think. Um. So you know how Thursday Night Football is now on Amazon? Yeah. I think Thursday Night Football on Amazon is going to be Al Michaels and Troy Aikman, and I think Sean Payton's going to jump in the booth and do uh, the big Fox games with Joe Buck.
2: That'd be crazy. <laughs>
0: and I think and you're gonna yeah, get
2: Mike- even, even even the commentary teams will change the shit. Like everything yeah. about the NFL as we know it is changing, man. Because this I know whole too- season, this whole offseason you- is gonna be nuts.
0: With NBC, you're gonna have Mike. I know Mike Tirico is moving in the booth. I think mean, mainly do Sunday Night Football. But Michelle Tafoya has gone as well. It's uh, Catherine Tappan now who's gonna be call- who's gonna be the sideline reporter for Sunday Night Football. Michelle tafoya I didn't know that. Yeah, no, Michelle's stepping away from sports entirely. Um, Money Night Football, too, could look brand new. Who knows what happens there? Please, for the love of God, I hope it looks brand new. I don't know if you know this. I do not like the three-man team on Money Night Football. I feel like football announced teams should always, always be just two guys. Or even if you want to do a guy and a girl, like I know Beth Mullins has done it before, which I'll say this right now, Beth Mowins and Doris Burke, I could not tell the two of them apart when they're announcing games.
2: I love Doris Burke. Doris yeah. Burke is my favorite commentator in in anything commentary, like <laughs> anything. I love her, man. It's awesome.
0: You love her just like Drake loves her. <laughs> and on uh, and, and on a non basketball take, I on a non football take, but it's basketball take. I agree with you about the um, Cliff Kingsbury is Mark Jackson comparisons.
2: Yeah, yeah. We we get it started, and then get someone else to unlock it.
0: You
1: know Mark Jackson, Riley?
2: Mark, Mark, <laughs> no, no. Oh, my God, I knew, I knew, <laughs> I knew before the end of this podcast, I, you or the kid was going to say, I oh, don't know, look out for Lincoln Riley. I, I don't think it's going to happen. You know how much money, how you know, much money that it, the SC gave him? You know how much? Oh, dude, they, did you know they bought out both his
0: homes in Oklahoma for like five hundred thousand dollars over not, asking? He's
2: not going anywhere, man. I keep I keep seeing his name though. Like, why are people bringing up his name in the NFL? He's not going anywhere.
0: Well, I bet the Dallas Cowboys were prepared to throw anything they wanted at him, and then he basically told them no. So that's why. I think it's just too because Lincoln coached him at coached him at college. Hell, you're probably going to see Bob name in there for fuck'sakes. It's just so
2: dear God! My- dear God, I hope not.
0: I hope not, too. Um, that's even the other thing, too, This your college. I feel like – I think college is going to get back to normal. I I, I just want to talk about this because obviously you're a big college guy. I'm getting to be a big college guy. I don't have a team, though, which some people told me, like, oh, is she going to team to root for?
2: I just, I just like watching the games. Man, you, you, you're Canada, man. Like, who cares? Yeah. Like, you're from Canada. How could you have a team? You you have no connection. you Canada. Exactly, <laughs> but you got no um, connection.
0: Can I give one? I'm going to give one take on college football. I think Ohio State's uh, it's going to be Ohio State and Bam are going to be the top two teams in the country.
2: It is way too early to tell, Griff. I, it's way too early to tell. <laughs>
0: I know, I know, but man, I love that one receiver on Ohio State. He's
2: bad. Pre, pre preseason poll, I would be shocked if they were one and two though.
0: Yeah, surprised. I think that I think they're going to overrank Clemson just because. Um, I think you still have to give Georgia some love. But I feel like, you know, Georgia this year reminds me a lot of the L.A. Rams. You know what, where they push all their chips in the basket. They knew, hey, if yeah. not they, now, they had to no. win it this year. They had to win it, yeah. Yeah. Michigan's the same thing. And I'm going to say something. I think Michigan – I think Jim Harbaugh not taking the Vikings job was better than – I think it was it, him not taking it was the right call compared to him staying at Michigan. I think him staying at Michigan is the right call. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Did your phone going off?
3: Huh?
0: Yep. like vibrating in my I can hear them vibrating yeah, in my yeah. ear. I'm like, what the hell is that? Um, You yeah, know, I, I think him staying at Michigan was the right call. I agree. There's a, yeah, I agree. There's just, I, I want to see the ACC be better again, and I want to see the Pac-12 try to be a force, but we know those aren't going to happen.
2: The the problem with the Pac-12 is the problem they've always had. Is that – really college football. Yeah, and not, not just that, yeah that too, but it's not just that. Like those teams are always so closely matched, they just end up beating up each other all year, and no team ever rises above. They, they all bowl season, they always do really well because those are good teams. But there's no team that's better than everyone else. You know what I mean? So they just yeah. end up with two, three losses. But then come bowl season, when they beat everybody, you know I mean? everyone's like, "Oh, where did this come from? This is good. Good teams out there."
0: exactly it's exactly. like that all,
2: it's been like that since i was a kid it's always been like that
0: yeah when it was the pac-10 probably
2: yeah it's yeah. always been like
0: and, that and then your acc we'll see what happens um i want to see what kids hurricanes look like if they look any different than mario cristobal which i'm gonna say this right now the first time he was on this show about two years ago i said to him was a joke how long until mario cristobal's the coach of the hurricanes and he kind of laughed at me and said like all oh, the payoffs too much more again now here we are two years later and mario cristobal's coach yes, of the that's,
2: hurricanes. that's that's funny that's funny that's funny. Oh, we stink. We stink. There's no need to even talk about the hocus. We 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 stink.
0: Just saying, f- fucking, and throw it in the towel.
2: Yeah, we 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 stink. We, we're going to win like five games next year. Uh, you heard it here first. You
0: heard it here. For, you heard it from our team first. Oh, well, anyway, I, I, I'm. Do you have anything else you want to add before we wrap this up?
2: Uh, no. Just I would. Just one thing. Um, support my boy, Griff. Listen to the show. He does a great job. Support my boy. That's it.
0: Road 200 is coming. I have told many people this. I'm going to tell you this. My goal is 200 by kickoff 2022.
2: We're at 153.
0: This is 153 right here.
2: You do how many? One a week?
0: Uh, I've been doing two a week, but I'm here to say, folks, um, there may be another episode this week. There may not be. I also may take next week off. I don't know yet. It's all going to depend really on what happens? I'm gonna this go. Gonna as the end of this gonna be
2: tough to get to 200, man. You, you gotta, know what I mean? You are gonna have to do multiple, like each week.
0: Yeah, exactly. And then I'm probably gonna take a break somewhere, somewhere in the summertime. Probably maybe Brown. That you know that like weird point between like after the draft, but before tr- like before like OTAs or mini camp kind of thing.
2: Yeah, yeah. When nothing happens.
0: Basically, yeah. if your name's in the news, it's for the bad reasons.
2: Yeah. There's not yeah. there's nothing going on there.
0: Yeah, usually right after the schedule comes out and right after the draft comes out is when a lot of football people that's their kind of their quote-unquote vacations they take.
2: You got yeah, you know, to work, man. You want you want to get to it 200. It's going to be it's going to be a grind, Griff.
0: You know what? I'm up for the grind. We got 47 episodes to go and 7 months to get them in.
2: Good luck with it. Hey man, I, I will say this, man. I I Admire how hard you work on this thing, because like, yeah, you, you you know well, most people would have probably listen to this, you know, our circle. Everybody knows I podcast about pro wrestling, but like, I haven't recorded anything in so long because I just I just I don't know I just don't. But you every week, yep, I, every I, week. I, I scroll through Spotify, NFC Championship preview, Super Bowl preview, thoughts about Super Bowl. Uh, hot takes for the week, week seventeen. But like, yeah, how is he doing this? How does he have the you know the the drive to do it every week? I admire
0: that. That's why I may take a week off sometime before free agency, just to you know kind of push back a bit. That's why I might take a week off here or there. If not, you will definitely. I'm definitely. Pro- I'm definitely going to do once a week though, pro- one to two, maybe even some weeks. Hell, I may do three or four. It just depends on really. What guest availability is, what my availability is now, because that's that's the weird thing with this podcast. I started right before COVID started. So because of COVID, because of stuff being closed, obviously with Canada, there's a lot more restrictions. It you had a lot more time. We had a lot more, I had a lot more time because I didn't have a lot of places to go. But now with more stuff, that more stuff's open, there's more things to do. This is where it's really going to get hard, where I'm going to have to really plan around it. So if anything, too, you know what? Maybe I might record a few episodes in a day and then bank them and just release them all at one point. But you know what? I'm up for it. You're going to be hearing a lot of people. Markeen's going to be on here numerous times leading up to the draft. Absolutely. me me on that. We'll do the mock draft one again, if you remember from last
2: year. All right, that was fun. That was fun. Good yeah, feel we'll back the- that. And hey, your boy, uh, get, Joe. get Joe back, too.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna get Phil back. We get Joe back, Danny, Big Rat, the, the all the guests you've seen before, maybe even some new ones too, maybe even some ones who haven't been on in a really long time. I gotta work the DMs, I gotta do my magic. But anyway, folks, that's gonna wrap it up for episode number 153 of YWC Football Talk. As always, presented by sidelineshop.ca and Betstamp. But I'm gonna call this episode just an appropriate name. I'm just gonna say I love LA. Why? Because the LA Rams won the Super Bowl. Thanks for big rats. Thanks to Marky nightmare ball one for coming on again. I'm your host Griff. Good night, everybody.
3: Do did will the story of people podcast is now available on the crier media network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose sharks undercurrent podcast, NBC sports.